and broadcasting and podcasting 438 miles between each other you're listening to the fifth quarter podcast episode number 32 and no don't worry it's been a while we know it's been a while desmond and i had to take a bye week everyone's got to take a bye week at some point glad to have you with us back here on a november the 22nd 2019 it seems so long ago desmond and one thing i do want to reflect on very quickly is uh you know John F. Kennedy was actually assassinated almost 50 or over 50 years ago today or almost yeah over 50 years ago today can you believe that RIP to a good man yep yep one of the better presidents and a lot that he did before he was you know unfortunately saw his death near in Dallas however you know we still got a lot of things to talk about rather than that let's talk football let's get into it and uh really recap these last few weeks we'll recap just last week and we'll get into the college football discussion as we uh and talk about what's the future or not future but what is uh next for these final two weeks of the regular season desmond you ready to get into it i'm ready george let's get to it all right again mind you uh george cough and desmond mclaughlin mclaughlin excuse me coming at you here on this november the 22nd all right desmond Texas A&M played their final home game of the season against the South Carolina Gamecocks last Saturday. Let's just say it was a romp. I feel like, you know, we did put some notes together because we thought we were going to be able to do a podcast last week. We both agreed. I I know we had some communication. It looked like we both agreed it was going to be a pretty big blowout or pretty big scoring affair. Um, Isaiah Spiller did his job. My friends can tell you, this week I said – if Isaiah Spiller could get 120 yards rushing on his own without the entire team, just him, the Aggies were going to win the football game. What does he do? He goes out, gets 140 yards, and of course you had Richardson get 130 and Mond add a few of himself. So we had you know almost 300 rushing yards or even more than 300 rushing yards. So I think you know maybe it was a little bit of an understatement for to say Spiller needed 120 rushing yards. But, I mean, you had to be – pleased with the performance the Aggies put on Saturday night. Yeah, I definitely, I, what I had mentioned was definitely the rushing stats. Um, I was surprised to see two, not one, but two players get 130 plus rushing yards on the same team. Obviously, you're, you're hopefully you'd win the game just with those stats alone. Um, Correct. But A&M, A&M's had a pretty good season. I mean, they lost to who, like Auburn, Bama, and Clemson. Again, Correct. that game to Auburn, I think y'all should have won that game. But um, still, Auburn is a ranked team. Um, but those are not bad losses. Those are not bad losses. But y'all still had to play Georgia and LSU. And I'm sorry, George, I, I don't see y'all winning any of those games. Yeah, and, you know, um, seven, and seven and five is not a bad record. You mentioned it. And those five losses are two ranked opponents. It's not like you're losing games yeah. that you're, you're – you're winning games you're expected to. And then when you play these teams on the road – or even just ranked teams, you can't necessarily get it done. But it is a future. It is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Personally, so, I'll, you know, let's get to Georgia. We're going to have a big game tomorrow. I mean, of the two games, this looks like this is probably the more winnable game for the Aggies rather than LSU. You know? Yeah. Either you go between the hedges at 2.30 this week versus trying to go on the road to Death Valley at night, which is basically a death sentence. I mean, I'm sorry, LSU, we beat them in seven overtimes here in Aggieland last year, and they're going to be going for our 
guts this year. They're going to just want to run it down our throats and and just destroy us. Unfortunately, we'll see what happens. But Georgia this week, in the last few days, I just I've been thinking about it. I can't I can't get my head around the fact that we may actually have something here. The Aggies may have something to be able to to stop Georgia, especially on the run on the ground. You know, DeAndre Swift is very good, but look at the Aggies' run defense. It's top 20 or top 15 in the nation, let alone the last few weeks, top five. You know, this is going to be a type of game where it's going to be like something's got to give. You're going to have – you have two good rush defenses, good two good rush offenses. Something's going to give. Something's going to have to break open. Uh, for me, you know, I don't know if this is biased or if it's truly just looking at all the stats and looking at what to expect. I think in a very close game, a very close, this may come down to the last five minutes of the game, I will take the Aggies in an upset, 31 to 28. I don't think that's abnormal, and I don't think that's um, unheard of, but I can't understand if you do take the Bulldogs. I had gone back and forth a lot of times, but I kind of settled here on a three-point win for the Aggies. What about you, Desmond? Yeah, I'm sorry, George. I'm not feeling the upset. I think... Georgia's going to win this game. Um, I, I just think they've, they're looking strong. They're the top five right now. Um, for a reason. Yeah, for a reason. I haven't win, I think it will be close, though. I haven't winning 24-17. I do think it will be close. Um, it'd be nice to see them get a win. Uh, Georgia, you know, shake up that top five uh, appearance right now. But we'll just have to see. So that would be my next question briefly here so we can kind of keep going. I know we wanted to keep this one short. What does that mean? Let's say AM does pull off the upset. What does that do to Georgia's hopes for the college football playoff? Yeah, I think they're out. Even if they win the SEC? Yes. I don't think so they'll put a two-loss team in there. That beat LSU, essentially, in the play in the, in the SEC championship game. No, I, I, I just really don't see them putting a two-loss team because they haven't ever done it we've seen that yes they haven't put a two-loss team in i mean when it was bama when it was bama versus georgia or no sorry bama versus ohio state or whatever it was a few years ago and you had a two-loss versus a one-loss they put the one-loss team in or even last year with oklahoma versus georgia they put oklahoma in georgia's a two-loss team over here so i i agree with you i do think that georgia could it could hurt their hopes. Now, what would have to happen for Georgia to make it should, let's say, the rest of the, of the college football, what would have to happen in the rest of college football for Georgia well, to make off, it? Well, uh, first off, Oklahoma would have to lose again. Um, what about the back, the Pac-12? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. Yeah, pretty much a lot of teams would have to lose. It's like where it'd be like, one loss teams, a lot of one loss teams. You know what I'm saying? So that way, that the team, the the committee is forced to put a two loss team in. Exactly. And you yeah. could argue that they might have South Carolina is not a great loss, but a team, a loss to Texas A&M, which potentially should be ranked or could be ranked, would be still pretty decent if you're looking at the two losses. Yeah. All right. Speaking of losses, Desmond, is it is it A&M ranked right now? No, they are not. They're ranked in the AP poll, but not in the college football rankings. Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. I thought we were talking about AP. 
No, I mean, when you get to this part of the season, start talking about the ranking, the college football playoff rankings, just because they are the ones that's going to decide the, the playoff. You could argue about the AP poll all you want, and unfortunately, A&M is ranked in coaches poll, AP poll, just not in the college football playoff rankings. I was just about to say, speaking of losses, Desmond, what happened in, in Lubbock last week? You take, a lead, you take a lead into the fourth, and then TCU just puts a comeback on you. I am so done with this season. I'm not gonna lie, George. I'm already on the basketball season here at Tech. I'm already, I'm I'm all about the basketball hype. I show up to the games three hours early just to get some good seats. It's basketball season for me. I know we're in Texas. It's college football season, but I'm a basketball man. Texas Tech just not cutting it. I've been talking to my friends. Um, I'm gonna give you a little inside information. One of them works. One of them has friends who uh, works with for the chancellor here. Coach Wells might not be returning next season. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So it could be a one-and-done situation? It could be. Especially with all the allegations going on. Um, he's on the right mindset. He's not doing well at all. Um, Wait, folks, you heard it here first. Coach Wells might be gone um, uh, for the and may not be returning for the 2020 Red Raiders uh, football season. Uh, more on that mm-hmm. later. We'll probably touch base back on that as we get towards the offseason. Desmond, what is the realistic chance that Texas Tech wins their final two games? They went out to try to get into a bowl game. Well, that would be that would be George, all right, Kansas. George, George, George. I, I, could, I could throw the whole season in the trash. I will okay. forgive Coach Wells okay. if he beats Texas. If they beat Texas, I will disregard all the losses we've had the whole season. So Just to see be, their faces lose to Texas Tech. So that would be a five and seven season, is what you're basically saying. You could, you would be okay with five and seven, as long as if it's they beat a Texas over Texas. Yes. Do you see them beating Kansas State this weekend? At home? No, I don't. I don't. I, at thirty-eight twenty-four, I think K State's going to get done. Um, it'd be nice if they got the win. But I'm I'm already looking for the Texas game. Uh, I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be ready. If they beat Texas, I will give them for everything. All right, all right. So Desmond is saying that the Texas Tech season is not for complete loss unless they beat the Longhorns. That game is on Black Friday this year, so that will be a good one to to wake up to at 11 a.m. So you wake up from your food coma on Thanksgiving to a nice. <laughs> Red Raider Longhorn Clash in Austin. Uh, but this week, Kansas State travels to Lubbock to Jones AT&T Stadium. Um, I'm with you, Desmond. I've got, I don't think Texas Tech can win despite being a three-point favorite. Um, I got the Wildcats of Kansas State 40-33. to I do think it'll be high scoring. And I do think it'll be a touchdown game. Um, that game's at 6 p.m. on FS1. So, Desmond, if you do decide to go, it's a primetime game. You won't be sitting in the, the heat or, you know, at this point in Lubbock, it's probably getting pretty cold every in the evening. So it might not be, a, yeah. not be too bad of a, a game to stand and enjoy. All right. So, again, Texas Tech did lose to TCU. It was only by two. 33-31 was the final. So they are trying to get themselves out of a losing streak. Well, not losing streak because they beat West Virginia, but just trying to get out of the being at the bottom of the Big 12. Let's talk about the Big 12 for a second. We got our third 
college football playoff rankings, third edition of them. And we had LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Utah. That did not change. One through seven did not change. We really didn't. We didn't see, you know, it looks like the committee, this is what they're kind of gearing towards. A lot of people are saying that Bama is a placeholder there in the five spot. Desmond, should the Big 12, the Pac-12, should Oregon or Utah come up with one loss, like a one-loss champion, would they jump Alabama into the playoff? George, George, I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw him go down, I said, there go, your, there go your football playoff chances. For who? Why? Huh? For who? Alabama. Okay. When you saw Why? Tua go down. Why was he in the game? But Desmond, he, you he can't saw, argue that. He was in the uh, game. Saban said he was going to be in there for – that was going to be his last possession of the game. You cannot argue that. Why was he in there that. the first place? They're not playing anybody. You gotta get him reps. You can't just. You gotta give him reps. You reps. Have to give him- this man's been to, been to two national championships. He's had his reps. Let him rest. Get your backup some reps. I mean, so so okay. So what you're basically saying is Bama's done. They're toast. Forget it. Even if they win. I, okay, I'm not. I'm just saying that for me, it drastically went down. Do you think Mac Jones is a good quarterback? He's the Bama backup. I think he's okay, but he's definitely not Tua. Obviously, I mean nobody's Someone who's be... driven that offense for the last two years. It's gonna be different. Yeah, but you, but Desmond, you have you have more guys in that offense than just Tua. You have Jerry Judy. You have. Um... I know, I... but even even okay, even let's just look at the record alone. They're still not top four. Their I mean, one loss you, was to the number one team in the nation. Okay, okay. I still would have put them in my. I would have put them in top my top four, especially ever since Tua went down. See, I wouldn't either. I mean, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here, and and the reason why I'm saying is I'm playing the devil's advocate of the media and what what's going to happen. Somehow, Bama's going to sneak in. You know they will because the playoff committee is going to say, well, their one loss is to a SEC champion, and we who, can't leave them out. Be who are they going to sneak out of? Well, if Georgia, if Georgia loses to LSU in the SEC, oh, what, about, game, what about Oklahoma? If Oklahoma oh. loses to Baylor in the Big Twelve championship game, if Oregon and Utah if. somehow come up with a second loss, it's all about if. And I agree with you that if is is you know right now probably not. But we've seen stranger things happen. Look how Oklahoma snuck in last year. We didn't think sure. Oklahoma was going to sneak into the big the, the the playoff. We thought it was going to be Georgia. We thought it was going to be Georgia without a doubt. And then what happens? The committee goes, oh, we'll put Oklahoma in. Yeah, but right now, my Who's number your... one is Ohio State. That's what, that's what I was just I'm about not, to ask. Who's I'm, not, I'm not changing Ohio State out of number one. Yes, LSU beat Bama. I don't care. Ohio State is blowing every single team they play. Okay. LSU, of course, number two. They they do deserve that. Number um, three? Uh, Georgia. Oh, I think Georgia's. I think Georgia's better team than Clemson. Again, Clemson doesn't play anybody. Um, you can say the same about Ohio State sometimes, uh, but I just like Ohio State this year. And in four, I'll put Clemson. Okay, uh, me, I got the same. Basically, the same as committee. The top three same. Uh, LSU one, Ohio State two, or Clemson three. Uh, you have to give Clemson respect for being undefeated. Um, yeah, 
that's as much. I mean, I can't. They don't play in a good conference, but they're in a Power Five conference, and they are playing ACC teams. They're not playing. They're not in the American, and you know what I mean. They're, they, they, you have yeah. to give them respect for being in a Power Five conference. So and being the reigning national champions. Correct. Um, I although I would like to see a Clemson LSU semifinal game. That would be a game I'd be really intrigued to see, just because I feel like they don't match up match up well against Ohio State, and that just that has that has slaughter or beat uh, beat down written all over Ohio State Clemson, just in my opinion. Um, so I have LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, and then I actually have Oregon sneaking in at four. I think Georgia's good, but again, we kind of just touched base on this. They have a loss to South Carolina. You have to win out. You have to beat LSU in the SEC championship game for two SEC teams to get in. At this point, it's LSU and Georgia. Bama not going to get in. You're not going to have three. But again, if you get two SEC teams in, expansion's going to be coming immediately. We're not going to be talking about a 14 playoff. We're going to be talking about at least a 16 playoff, just because of the fact that you you can't you can't leave the Big 12 or the Pac-12 champion or the even for that matter let's say clemson does lose the acc champion now yes the team the committee is supposed to be looking for the four best teams and the four best teams may not be the conference champions but then don't value the conference champions into how you choose and select the the four playoff teams that's just right i mean that's just what i think uh not really big game many big games this week i guess the only big one is penn state ohio state which we'll get to um a&m georgia is ranked AP poll, uh, AP poll ranked matchup, not college football playoff ranked matchup. Texas Baylor, of course, is going to be big, and of course the two Pac-12 showdowns. Both te- both top ten, the, the two best teams in the Pac-12 going to the desert. Oak, Oregon's going to be facing Arizona State, your small school from last year in Tempe, and then Utah's going to be facing Arizona in Tucson. More on that in just a moment, but first let's sh- let's shift the conversation quickly here. I know Desmond, we did this a few weeks ago, our little your little 90 second NBA talk, but let's talk about the NBA just a little bit. Uh, we're about a month into the season. What have been the three your three biggest takeaways from this so far? What you've seen? Easy. You know, you had all the hype, you had all the you know what was going to happen, but now George, actually watching. You don't know, have to talk about this for hours. Any day, hours, but I, I singled it down because I know this this is college football, your thing, you know what I'm saying? But let me tell you, in my opinion, three of us things. Number one, I think there's a clear cut of who the two best teams in the NBA are right now: Lakers and Rockets. Yep. I think I think there's no debate in that. Westbrook and Harden are looking nice. People thought they weren't going to mesh. They they forget they played in OKC together. They have played together. Yes, they both got better. Yes, they both have won MVPs. But they have played together. And there's a reason why Westbrook came to Houston. I was gonna add on. I was gonna add on to that. That was my first takeaway was Russ and Harden, that experiment that Fertita and the Rockets have kind of tried out is working well and it's working efficiently. You're getting you're allowing both players to spread the ball around and it's working. It's there's yeah. nothing that's saying it isn't, and it. I think you're right. Lakers and Rockets are the two best teams right now. What's your second takeaway? I, I want to apologize to this man because whenever he came from the draft, I did not see the hype. Luka Doncic 
could be the next big thing. Oh, this I, man is insane. That was actually my third takeaway. I said Luka Doncic may very well win the MVP this year. Yes, he is go- insane. Did you see all the? I don't know if you saw the the tweets and all the memes. The the Mavs played the uh, Warriors a few days ago, and uh, and people were saying Luka Doncic thirty three, Golden State Warriors thirty six at the half. Like he was basically scoring, Damn. almost outscoring the Warriors at the half. Like this guy, and he ended up getting a triple double in thirty minutes, Desmond, or twenty eight minutes in twenty eight minutes of play. That's I know, he's insane. Just like when Evan Turner crossed up LeBron. Not gonna say talk about that, but okay. Um, <laughs> George, this this next one, I take this one personal because everybody has a superstar of their generation. You could say LeBron's our generation. I also think that LeBron's a little bit like I think he's for someone that's like a little bit older than us. You know, player right. superstar. I think our superstar right now needs to come back and play basketball. These injuries are killing me. Why? He was injured during Duke. He was injured during the Summer League. He was injured during preseason. I'm assuming you're I talking swear, about Zion Williamson. I swear if Zion becomes a bust, I'm going to be so upset. Desmond, I had two words for you at the beginning, or three words at the beginning of the season. Memphis, Grizzlies, playoffs. Who was the second guy drafted? Ja, ja Morant. Morant. What did we say? What did we say? We saw we ha- saw the whole Zion versus Jaw. Who's going to be the stupid? Well, Zion hasn't played yet, so you it can't. Does, I don't care. I don't care if he hasn't played. That's his problem. He should have been able to play by now if he wasn't this injury prone. But obviously, these scouts did not see that. I'm just saying, Ja Morant making it to the playoffs. My my prediction is looking real nice. And I said that, what, three, four days into the season? I just want to say, Desmond, I feel like you owe me an apology for for oh. roasting me very, very hard. You know, we ha- we ha- the season hasn't hit Christmas yet, which means that's kind of the, the point where you start to see things um, level itself out. But all I'm saying is the Memphis Grizzlies need to be watched out for in the West. Right. Leave it at that so we can keep moving forward because we got some picks to make. Any last final thoughts? No. Okay. All right. When we, 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 we had a bye week last week, so all the records stay the same. Desmond, you both and I, you and I are both five and six in our upset record. Uh, we're both, uh, f- uh, I'm five and five, you're four and five against the spread in our scary good game. So didn't change anything. We didn't have any picks last week. Although I will say, I did have the TCU score, the Texas Tech score. I said TCU would win 34-31. It was very close. So let's get to our picks and start out with the biggest game of the week. Penn State, Ohio State, top 10 matchup in Columbus. Game day is going to be there. Fox is going to be there. You name it, they're probably going to have some sort of reporter there to to, – they call it to cover the game. Uh, I feel like for the the Nittany Lions are trying to prove themselves, whereas the Buckeyes have their eyes set on the playoff um, with as little stepping stones uh, with these final few games along the way. Uh, for me, I think they get past this test very easily. I've got the Buckeyes by 14, Desmond, 44-30. What about you? 
<clears throat> I agree, George. I told you. I, I think it's a clear cut that Ohio State's best team, one of the best teams in college football right now. Um, actually, have them winning by 15. Um, 39-24. Uh, I think they're going to get it done. Yep. They're 18.5-point favorites in the big noon kickoff game here on Fox from Columbus, Ohio in the horseshoe on the Ohio State University's campus. All right. Uh, we'll get moving forward here back to the grand old state of Texas. As the Longhorns travel up the travel up Highway 6 and Highway or Highway 90, whatever it is, up to uh, Waco to face the Baylor Bears. Obviously, Baylor had a huge 25-point lead at one point last week and proceeded to not score any points in the second half, and Oklahoma came back. Needless to say, they are still in the hunt for the playoff, or for the, uh, not for the playoff, for the Big 12. And uh, if you told me that Baylor would lose a 25-point lead, lose the game, and still be in the playoff, in the Big 12 championship conversation, I would not believe you. They are. And you better be damn right you're going to bet on the Bears this weekend. Longhorns will be, be, they'll be lucky to finish 7-5 and five this season. That's right, Desmond. I'm kind of rooting for your, uh, for your Texas Tech Red Raiders to, to get to six and, to get the Longhorns to 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> I like the Baylor Bears in this one, 34-23. What about you, Desmond? Well, George, here's my perfect scenario to end the, uh, end the year. I hope that Texas beats Baylor. They're all excited. Oh, we beat Baylor. Big 12, baby. Oh, yeah, Texas back. And it gets whomped by Texas Tech. So I, I'm going with Texas this this week. 35-21. Call that my upset. Desmond, have you watched the way that Baylor has played some of these games? You really think it's going to be... I watched the 28-3 lead last week. Mmm, touche. <laughs> But that was to Jalen Hurts. Are you really true, thinking that true. Sam Ellinger is going to go into Waco and just quiet that crowd? I would be... Uh, I could see Texas winning, but I don't see him winning by, like, 14. Okay. okay but I do that, yeah. I do agree with the fact that if they do win, they're going to be like, we're back, baby. Let's go. Let's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they're going yeah. to get to the next week, and Texas Tech is going to be fired up, and they're just going to do a lot that'd be awesome bro oh it would be amazing i mean a&m would be over here getting the seven and five like predicted and people are predicting texas to get to seven and five and be like oh well you lost to five terrible teams and we're sitting here over yeah we lost to five ranked top 15 teams in the nation laughing at you for losing the texas tag um again that game that game's at 230 from Waco on FS1, Baylor's uh, basically a touchdown favorite. All right, Desmond, US, UCLA, USC, they play for the the California Victory Bell. This is a rivalry game that both schools, they like wrap each other's statues of mascots in the, the opposing colors and they're bad blood against each other. Everyone seems to be doing rivalries. Like they have a flag football game with the managers and they have basketball usually plays each other at some point during the week. For me, Clay Helton, the USC coach, needs this game to help him keep the job at USC. And for all you Trojan fans, I know how bad you want Clay Helton out. So let it be known that the 
gods of the George upset pick are going to be with the Bruins, okay? So this is a pick that's not just for UCLA. This is for USC fans. This is saying Helton needs to go. So uh, I've got the US, UCLA Bruins and my upset pick of the week, 27-20, that they win on the road in the Coliseum. What about you, Desmond? Well, it's funny because I, I had UCLA winning too, and I was going to debate whether or not to make the Texas or this game my upset pick. Well, I'm glad I went with Texas just so you know kind of some diversity up in here, but I agree. I think I think UCLA is gonna win this one twenty one nineteen. I was like they have very similar records. I think USC has like one less loss. So, you know, this isn't it, on paper it looks like you're a ranked team versus an unranked team. But you know, they're they're pretty they're they're a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I feel like A and M should have been ranked in that twenty three spot versus USC being ranked. If you look at who at USC beat and who A and M beat and kinda of look at the like the losses as well. Their losses are worse than A&M, so you could argue that, argue that any day of the week. But either way, I think you're right. On on paper, it's a ranked versus unranked, but when you really de- look deeper, it's very much going to be closer. I believe FPI, the ESPN Football Power Index, gives UCLA. I think it's like a 40% chance to win the game. So it's not like it's I. It's not crazy low. It's still a chance. It's not 50-50 either. It's crazy low. And it's not crazy low either. So um, USC is a 14-point favorite in, on, in their 230 matchup on ABC. So we'll see what happens there. All right, we move to the American Conference, Desmond. You know how much I love to talk about the American Conference because it is by far the most competitive this year. Uh, Temple and 19th-ranked Cincinnati um, battled it out in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is looking to clinch the East Division. They haven't done so yet. Uh, they've clinched a share, but they are looking for the outright division win. Uh, they can do so with a win or a, UFC, a UCF loss this week. Um, I do believe they, they will play Memphis next week, and I do believe they'll have a back-to-back meeting in the American Conference Championship with Memphis. So let's bring it on. Let's bring on Memphis back-to-back. I like the Cincinnati Bearcats, which is a cool... Uh, mascot 42 35 over to the temple owls desmond over to you uh yeah i think since i was gonna win this one i had it close i think it's been a late field goal uh 17 14 Ooh, low scoring yep well that game is at night so the wind could be a factor in cincinnati they are a 10 point favorite so you can watch that one at 6 p.m on espn2 all right moving ahead to the pac 12 uh, we mentioned it just a bit briefly. Oregon, Utah, the top 10, the two top 10 teams from the Pac-12, best teams in the Pac-12. They head out to the desert, both of them do. Oregon goes to Arizona State to take on the Sun Devils. Utah will take on the Wildcats of Arizona. We'll get to that matchup in just a second. Let's talk about Oregon, Arizona State. The Ducks are looking to continue their quest for a Pac-12, for the Pac-12 championship and a conference air college football playoff appearance um right now it looks like they're on a collision course to face utah on that pac-12 championship and i think it's all about finishing strong and winning out i've got the oregon ducks pretty bad i'm looking at it now i got the oregon ducks pretty big 44 to 20. yeah george uh, even though you like arizona state my small school from last year i think morgan's gonna come out they're gonna bring that firepower they're going to try to like make their chances of getting into that top four 
more and just blow it away 38 to 10. Yeah. If they win here, I feel like they are essentially, and they beat Oregon State in their rivalry game. If they beat Oregon State in the rivalry game, I feel like they are a lock if they win the Pac-12. They like they will be in. If they win their final two regular season games, they will be in. There's no doubt you can count them out. Uh, it's whether or not they finish that with the Pac-12 championship game victory. Right. Either way, let's get to the other team on the other side of the Pac-12. Seventh-ranked Utah and Arizona Wildcats. This one's in Tempe, Arizona. Um, a little bit later, that previous game is the Saturday night primetime game on ABC. This one is a 9 p.m. Uh, kick on FS1. And Utah still has not clinched the Pac-12 South. Oregon, however, has pit, clinched the North Division. Um, and I feel like Arizona has presented a passing game situation, a tricky passing game for some of these Pac-12 teams, but they haven't been the same without Khalil Tate. Um, I know... Grant Gannell, he was the St. Pius quarterback who was really good. He's been taking over that Arizona offense. He just hasn't been the same. It hasn't been the same Arizona offense we've seen before. Uh, I like Utah's chances. They clinched the South. Utah, Oregon is we are we solidify that as a um, championship game. I like the Utah Utes. Forty to twenty-seven. Yeah, I. I have Utah in this one too, 23-7. Um, I'm sorry, I was just thinking about the time that we we actually lost to them at the beginning of the season to Arizona. Um, and look where that's what what that's happened. They're bad. They're bad. Exactly. I, I don't even understand us. But yeah, I have Utah winning this game. Yeah, Utah's a 22 and a half point favorite. So you know we both are taking Arizona to the cover, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah just starts to just keep scoring and scoring and scoring. Finally, let's go back to the American. I threw one on there last minute. <laughs> SMU and Navy take on each other from Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, Desmond, SMU is back ranked, is ranked in the college football playoff rankings. They're back again. Navy fell out of the rankings after losing to Notre Dame by a trillion. Uh, it was bad. It was like 56 to 10 or something, 52 to 17 or something like that. It was just bad. Either way, this game, we were looking at this schedule, this game on the schedule at SMU Navy thinking, oh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good game. Well, it appears that both teams have forgotten how to play defense uh, and let alone their offenses has, have tried to compensate. And, you know, SMU allowed East Carolina to put 40 some odd points on them. They allowed Memphis to put 50 something on them. Um, I do think Memphis will be able to lose to Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's a better team than American, so this game still means a lot because they could potentially win the West Division. And for me, it's hard to not pick the Mustangs off the season they've had, so I take the Mustangs 48-40. to 40. They sink the Navy. So they have more firepower. They sink the Navy. Oh, my gosh, George. Sorry, sorry, Naval Academy. I, you know, anchors away, but not today. How about you, Desmond? Yeah, George. Um, pony up, baby. Oh, I think I actually have a close game though. I think it's be low scoring. I just have this feeling. Um, but I have SMU winning this one, ten to three. Ten to three. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you, 
Desmond, I just mentioned that their defenses, they don't know how to play defense. And you're expecting 10 to 3? Yep. So somehow defenses, so the offenses won't travel, but the defenses will? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think SMU is averaging like they've allowed an average of 38 or 40 points per game over the last four games or something like that. It's bad. It is bad. If you look at it, it's wow. like, and Navy's the same. They're closer. I think it's like close to the 30 for Navy. So we'll see. Uh, that game's on C- CBS Sports Network. Navy's a four-point favorite, and it's a 2:30 kickoff from Navy Marine Corps M- Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. All right, Desmond, let's get to our scary good game. We both have five losses against the spread. This week, I've chosen a Pac-12 matchup for once. Finally, get them back into the uh, spotlight. California, Cal, and Stanford. This game is called the big game rivalry. Um, We've had everything from the band coming onto the field in the 80s to Stanford's explosive offense a few years ago to even that that explosive criteria, meaning that the game had to be postponed due to all the wildfires last year until the last week of the season or whatever. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has played in this rivalry, and he he has said it is one of the worst rivalries he's ever played in. It's very, very one-sided, and it's very um, competitive. One-sided in favor of Stanford. Stanford's won the last nine in a row. Personally, this, the spread is Stanford two and a half. I don't know if Stanford's going to lose the game, but I certainly do believe Cal will cover. I'll take, and just because, what the heck, I'll take Cal and the points. Cal covers, Cal wins outright. What about you, Desmond? I'm going to keep... <laughs> I feel like we always say the same thing. You going to take Cal to cover? Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you this stat. Stanford leads the overall series 64 to 46 to 11. This is the 122nd meeting between these two teams. Stanford's on at home. Stanford's 4 and 6. They have to win their last two to get to bowl eligibility. You still going Cal covering? Yes, I am. Okay. So Cal covers. All right, and quickly here, um, small school yeah, being an, a Wyoming fan, I knew would come back to bite me in the butt. And we've dropped some ones that we didn't really want to drop. Uh, however, we're still bowl eligible. I'll take it. We lost to Boise State on a last-second field goal in overtime. Don't ask how mad I was. We lost to Utah State last week. Don't ask how mad I was. We get the border war rivalry against Colorado State. If we lose that one, let's just keep moving forward. They're they're six point favorites. It's a it's tonight on ESPN two. I think Wyoming will win. All right, Desmond. What happened to Houston? Three and seven. The tanking. The tanking after sitting your your best quarterback. You play Tulsa. Tulsa is actually favored this week. Do you got okay. any hope? Do you have any hope for Houston? <sighs> no. <laughs> I... Actually, I, I do. Against Tulsa, yeah. I, th- I think they will pull it a win. 
I love that. I love that enthusiasm. You're like, well, I don't know. Well, maybe actually. What are you, kombucha I mean, girl? Maybe uh, you never know. <laughs> what are you? What are you, kombucha girl? Yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> well, I think I mean, that's. I think uh, we're gonna wrap it up here, and you can watch that game at six thirty on ESPNU between a pair of two, three, and seven teams from Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right, we're going to hit the buzzer on this episode number 12, number 32 overall. And don't worry, we'll be back back to uh, sum up the Thanksgiving madness that is next, the final week of the regular season. We'll probably have it for you Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. So tune in to that. And if we don't, for some reason, get you a Thanksgiving uh, episode, we wish you, your family, a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, as we get into this holiday season, so be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for food that you're able to be able to eat. And thanks for listening to us. Signing off for the fifth quarter. I'm George Coff in College Station. And for my colleague in Lubbock. That's McLaughlin. Saying so long. And we'll catch you next time on the fifth quarter podcast. Take care. Giga Maggie's and adios. Tech.